Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to talk to the television voice of the Utah Jazz. And of course, Bowler's conversation with the big show brought to you each and every week by our friends at University of Utah Health. They take care of Utah like Utah takes care of each other. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. As I mentioned, television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bowler. Jack Bowler, what's happening? Jake, how are you, Gordon? It's so good to know that you're uh, you're, you're kicking again, alive and well. Yes, thank you, Bowler. I appreciate it. You know, I heard that news, and I didn't know how those old bones <laughs> how those old bones are going to hold up. I don't mean to joke about it, man. I, I can't even hold my laughter in. But no, I'm I'm glad you're well, buddy. Uh, thanks. Yeah, for those who don't know, I did suffer a bike wreck. <laughs> that was. Less than pleasant, but uh, I am uh, back at it, Bowler. So thanks for your uh, your good thoughts. Jake was hoping that I may never recover. Hey, hey that is not true. <laughs> that is slanderous, sir. Hey, real quick, did you know when you were in trouble? Or yeah. did you, have you wiped that from your memory? No, a split second before I launched over the handlebars. Uh-huh. I, I've been I, there. I knew that, uh, and, and it was on a very, it was on a hard, uh, you know, asphalt road, uh-huh. uh, heading downhill into a turn, and the tire I think got stuck in a groove on the road, and uh, there I went, and that's the last thing I remember before arriving at the hospital in an ambulance. Wow! So I, wow! Wow! So I was, uh, I was, I was gone for a little while there, at least uh, as far as uh, my wits about me, but. Uh, Feeling much better, so thanks, Bowler. I appreciate it. I've been thinking about you because I was, I was listening to your call on the scrimmage uh, last night. You you sound raring to go, man. No, it's uh, it's fun. I'm excited, but I got to be honest. Uh, it's still I'm not happy uh, with my performance because I I can't um, I can't reach out and, and grab the crowd. Um, and that's something that, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, work through. And I think that's, I'm really proud of, of what our crew's done. I think uh, hopefully fans will see even more tomorrow night. We'll have, I think the audio will improve from Orlando. Uh, they've been going through so many tests uh, the last week of these scrimmages to get it just right for network television. And of course, tomorrow night's a big kickoff, guys. You know, it's a doubleheader night. Uh, we're alongside TNT, and we hope Jazz Nation will, you know, be along with us. But uh, it's, uh, you know, Zion uh, will most likely play. He's back in the bubble. Then you got the, the Clippers and the Lakers, but uh, in the doubleheader. But you know, I, the the ability to put this on is just it's it's beyond uh, what I I expected. And you have to salute, uh, the NBA for really making this happen. I think I've said it before two weeks ago, I was kind of just doubtful that someone wouldn't break the bubble and this whole thing would collapse. But, you know, to the credit of the players, most of them, uh, they've tried to stay the course and they still got a long ways to go guys. But 
at least we're there with an opportunity. I know NFL's trying the same thing, college football. Uh, you know, baseball's had a couple of setbacks, but um, so far so good. But the technology part of it on my end has been intriguing, and I just hope the audio can help bring a little bit more of the crowd to the fan for the entertainment value. Fuller, let's talk on the floor uh, a little bit and what you've seen in these first three skim, uh, scrimmages. It would appear to me that the offense looks a lot different. They're certainly not being bashful about hoisting up those threes. No. Uh, the three ball is, is in vogue. Uh, the four-guard lineup uh, with four and one is in vogue with Conley, Donovan. You'll see Clarkson and Moutier on the floor at the same time with Rudy or most likely Tony Bradley. Um, I think you're going to see more up-tempo basketball without uh, Bogdanovich. And so the three ball is really the way that I think the Jazz hope uh, to, to win and advance uh, with threes and, and, of course, Rudy's play at the rim as well. So, um, yeah, the first game, I, there were, I think you both would agree, there wasn't a lot to talk about as in sync. Phoenix looked more athletic and more ready than the Jazz. Uh, against Miami, I thought it was impressive. They put up the 43-point shots and had 25 assists. There was more of that uh, team concept. And they let the young guys close out both scrimmage two and three. And Quinn was able to get, uh, you know, two wins uh, to kind of hopefully bring some momentum into uh, the restart on Thursday night. So a lot of storylines will continue to build, in my opinion, throughout this uh, next uh, this next month. Do you think, Bowler, that it'll be feast or famine with the emphasis on that three-point shot? Now, I know they were doing that earlier in the season, but now off the dribble all over the place, it, it, it seems as though, like you said, they, they know they have to do that, but could it lead to really good results one night and then maybe not so good the next? I think it happens, Gordon, in the NBA. There are nights of feast and there are nights of famine. I think the thing that frustrates you know, me and a lot of fans, when you see the Jazz struggle, it's not just one or two players. It seems to kind of trickle throughout the entire lineup. And so I think in this this restart, you're going to have to have more consistency. And, again, it may be Donovan or Conley uh, and Joe one night. And then you may turn it over and you find Clarkson, Niang, and Conley as the hot hand. So I think they have to obviously recognize that and go with go with those guys who seem to be you know tuned in better. But again, I think the pace may play into the hands of the Jazz with Conley and Donovan. Uh, I think it plays obviously into the hands of Jordan Clarkson and and Moutier. I like Moutier and Clarkson together because it gives the Jazz even a different tempo and some strength at the guard line. Moutier has a better mid range game than some because of his strength. He can finish in a crowd and even go to the rim. Um, and that, that I think, I think Moody may get a kind of a restart of his career. He only played, remember, seven of the 20 games prior to the lockdown, not the lockdown, the shutdown. And, uh, he's, he's had a chance to, uh, to be on the floor averaging about six points a game in limited minutes. But, uh, you know, his mid range game, I, I think, is just a diversion that will keep defensive, uh, you know, teams, their, their defensive strategy a little bit more honest. Uh, to kind of show some different looks from that 10 or 15 foot range, and even at the rim, obviously. But you know, you can't, you just can't heave threes all night. I mean, I guess the Rockets do, right, uh, with Harden and Westbrook. But I think the Jazz still will try to keep defenses honest. Obviously, with Rudy at the rim, threes, 
if their defense can help transition, get some layups, all those things will come into play. Bowler, our buddy Chris Mannix just a, a minute ago confirmed that Zion Williamson has arrived at Pelicans practice with his team, meaning he's going to play against the Jazz on Thursday. Reset your take on, on Zion uh, and the number one pick and his potential. Well, we only saw him the one time early, and that's when he uh, injured his knee. I remember, I don't know why I remember this so well. I was intrigued with his body and just the fact the way he was able to move, but I remember that night when the, the knee just seemed to, to kind of buckle. You know, I, with my experience, I kind of always look at how knees respond, and a big body like that, you have to worry as life goes on for him. Is he able to keep the weight at a decent level, at a decent number? Because knees and ankles uh, are something. Ask Yao Ming. I mean, he's obviously, you know, what seven foot four and three hundred and sixty some odd pounds. But Zion's just—he's an athlete. There's no doubt. But again, wear and tear comes quick and fast in this league. And uh, one injury leads to another, and you know you have to be careful. Derrick Rose, Brandon Roy. I mean, the list just goes on and on of players who who hit the floor with a lot of hope and talent, but the injury bug hits him. But I'd say no doubt from what I saw, uh, he is uh, the real deal and also seems to have that leadership quality that, you know, the Pelicans obviously are going to build around him. Be good to see D faves as well. Uh, it'll be an interesting game to start. I'm glad the Jazz have a little momentum going into it. Zion most likely being away because of the family emergency. He may be a little rusty. The Jazz may catch a break on that first night. What are your impressions thus far on the relationship between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert? It seems as though Donovan's looking for him. Yeah, you know, in game two, all four of his assists went went to Gobert. I mean, how can you be upset if you're Rudy? Um, You know, from all indications, and I've talked to a lot of players over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, text or just Zoom and what have you, um, you know, they downplay it, Gordon. And I think, again, the way that, Donovan explained it. I thought was intriguing uh, to Jake is that you know he Rudy and Donovan didn't get into a lot of social media wars, exchanging words. So silence sometimes is still golden, even though it does um, kind of help fuel the rumor or fuel maybe the spat because neither would really speak about it. But the way Donovan explained it, he wasn't going to get into that. He wasn't going to use the platform or social media to discuss a relationship. Was he angry? I'm sure, yes. Um, was he scared? I'm sure, yes. We all are um, over, this, over this virus. But those two were the forefront. Those guys were the, on the front line, the first two. And I, I think hopefully that in the long run, that experience may even make them closer. Uh, Maybe I'll be totally wrong, and the Jazz will have to figure that out. But I was looking for body language in the scrimmages, and Rudy was not that engaged in the first first game. But in games two and three, I just saw the Gobert, who was more – got involved early, thanks to Joe, uh, thanks to Donovan – and the way that he gets involved, I think he plays even better as the minutes, you know, click off the clock and his defense picks up as well. So maybe an early to get Rudy involved early is a good thing. Uh, in games two and three, I think it proved uh, pretty well. He played, I thought he played great. 21 points in game two, 20 uh, last night, and he's rebounding the ball in the minutes that he's on the floor. But how many guys do you know in the league shoot 
in three scrimmage games, right? 16 to 20. So I think he's confident. I think he's healthy. And I think he and Donovan, too, seem like body language. They may not be doing bear hugs out there, but I think that the problem is behind them. And it's still going to be a story tomorrow night, right? Uh, just a, as the season restarts. Uh, but I, from what I saw in the three scrimmages, I didn't see a big problem out there. Fuller, the uh, bench production has been a storyline throughout the uh, the season, and uh, some of the bench minutes, well, certainly last night, were a little rough. How concerned uh, should Jazz fans be about that going forward? Well, Clarkson's going to take shots, Jake. I was just thinking about that too. I mean, he, he's averaged eight shots, and you know, minutes off the bench. Um, George Niang. Uh, he needs to, you know, knock down threes. Obviously, Tony's had some foul trouble and some turnovers. Uh, the one thing that maybe at least Quinn was excited about was he gave the bench not not his second unit, but the third third level bench, the young guys like Tucker and Brantley and Mieoni and Justin Wright Foreman. They closed out both those games, the two wins and scrimmage two and three, and they were and the Jazz held on to win by two and then five last night against the Nets. So I think he's excited that they stood their ground, hit some a couple of crucial shots down the stretch, but also the physicality they bring on the defensive end. Um, I'm not sure if those players are going to be that much of an offensive threat because they just don't have that you know, opportunity to, to play those type of minutes to get into, into a, into a groove. But uh, what Quinn told me yesterday was he was, he was really happy to see they took the responsibility and held on to the win and, and they duplicated it last night. So that's a good thing. But also I understand your question too. Uh, you're going to, 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 to advance past round one, you know, you're going to have to have a solid 10 man rotation and that means, you know, obviously the Clarksons and the Moutiers and the Niangs, and even Joe's got to find a three-point shot too. Uh, Jake, he struggled in these first three scrimmages, which is un-Joe-like. But, you know, shooters shoot out of slumps, and you know what? you got to start kind of getting back into the groove after you've been off four and a half months. So hopefully Joe will find that uh, three-point range again. Well, so, or have you – have you got any sense uh, about the attitude of the team overall as far as their confidence level? Because it seems like nobody's really given them much of a chance. The high expectations from October seem to have settled and simmered into a sort of, oh, well, it's kind of nice, but nothing really. Yeah, it's been some brutal comments. Uh, you know, a couple of the uh, analysts off ESPN didn't hold back at all. Um, you know, I get it. Bogey is out. With the wrist surgery, guys, that's 20 points and 41%. He's a big part of what the Jazz do. Uh, I think if he was there, they'd be much more into the equation. So let's put it this way. If if, if you want to just play the role of, of surprise spoiler, then go ahead and take it. I mean, you went through your own personal hell as a team in March in Oklahoma City. Why not let that fuel you into, okay, here we are again. No one believes uh, we miss Bogdanovich, but we must play on. So I think Quinn's taken that as part of the challenge. But also, look, I think he, I, I applaud him for even trying maybe some new offensive schemes without Bogdanovich to go to the more guard lineups at times to give different looks to defenses. But what you said earlier, Gordo, 
and Jake, is that you've got to be able to be that threat on a consistent basis from outside to really you know, walk away with wins. Uh, everybody's going to step up their game starting Thursday night, and the Jazz have got to play along exactly right. You know, when you break this down, honestly, the Jazz are in that fourth spot in the, in the uh, West, but you look at the number of games that separate three and five. I mean, the Jazz are a game and a half behind Denver, but they only hold a one-game lead on the Thunder, who they see again uh, the second game of the season, of the restart season on Saturday. So those, those seeding games. So, man, there's not much room. You, you really got – I think the team that hits the floor with the most confidence and consistency obviously is going to get off to – you know, is going to make some noise. Some teams are going to struggle. I'm not sure how many teams are that in tuned to be there. I think the Jazz are, guys. I really do. Everything I've talked to, everybody I've talked to, I think they understand. They decided to jump in and be you know, dedicated to this crazy, crazy time of life. And they said, if we're going to go in, let's let's get something out of it. And hopefully that holds true. I mean, from what I've seen and heard so far, they seem to be very engaged. Bowler, uh, thank you as always for jumping on with us. Uh, the Jazz Media Availability is about a star. We know you got to jump on that. So thanks for making a little room for us uh, on a Tuesday as usual. Absolutely, guys. Hey, Gordo, when do you want to go on a bike ride? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right over, Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm serious. I'm joking. But, man, you know I was worried about you. Jake was worried, honestly. Even Austin was worried about you, pal. Oh, that's nice to hear. Uh, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm doing yeah. well. Good, good. All right, guys. All right, there you go. Our good friend, the great Craig Bowler Jack, uh, here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, We were serious about that. The jazz media availability is supposed to start any moment now, Gordon, and we'll carry that live here on the Zone Sports Network. Bowler uh, jumps on those, so cut him loose so he can open up the old Zoom, and hopefully we'll get things started coming up here in a a moment. Although you weren't around last week when we had tread water for about 45 minutes, so let's hope hope it, uh, it starts in a timely manner. You're not suggesting that perhaps there will be uh, a delay on the part of uh, of the opening of the uh, session. Okay, so it's it's not anyone's fault, so I'm not casting blame. I get it. Uh, a lot of moving parts and all that. But, yeah, last week we got an email that said, okay, this thing will start any minute. So we cleared the deck on the show. We were like, all right, clearing it off. About to start. Here we go. 45 minutes later it started. So we, we don't know. Well, uh Sounds to me like you need to talk to somebody. Nobody's listening to us, Gordon. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I think uh, certain things take priority over others. Yeah, us, uh, you know, us treading water on the big show. That's about uh, 500th on the priority list of the, the folks doing this whole thing. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, uh, Bowler's interview, as well as uh, your jazz media availability, brought to you by our friends of University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. With 16 neighborhood health centers, U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz. All right. As we're uh, uh, waiting for jazz media availability to begin, we'll check in with Andrew Reinhart coming up here momentarily, and then hopefully we'll be all lined up and ready to go, Gordon. In fact, yeah. let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, hello. Let's help our listeners who are struggling in the bedroom. Yes, we're helping a lot of guys uh, all over the country now, in fact, that have struggled with erectile dysfunction, particularly guys that do not want to take the pill, they're frustrated by the pill or the lack of spontaneity. 
that is where this alternative treatment comes in. It's called acoustic wave therapy, uh, clinically shown, Jake, and I, and I should emphasize that. The science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com has 10 or 15 of the journals that have written about this. It's probably even outdated because there's so many new that are coming on showing that this opens up and regrows blood vessels. So it's a natural function. It's spontaneity. If you're out there, maybe you're 50 years old, things were probably pretty good at 35 years old. And that's what these treatments can accomplish. No medication, no injections, no pills, and no surgery. So treat the actual problem, not the symptom. Yes. Pills have been masking the symptoms, best case. This is the root cause problem, guys. Uh, They tell us about all kinds of feedback, but they tell us about the increased blood flow, where you want it, when you want it, you know when the timing is right. 801-901-8000 is the number you got to call, 801-901-8000. And, Andrew, they can call and get in and see that doctor, find out if this is a good fit, right? Yes. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, you want to put a stop to it, call us. We'll do the initial assessment exam the blood flow ultrasound for free and you know we'll be able to tell if you're a good candidate for this prior to you starting uh, this is a no obligation no strings attached consultation will include the blood flow ultrasound plus a little special gift you're going to enjoy this guys produces instant results in the bedroom it's free to those that call now 801-901-8000. Call now, in fact. 801-901-8000. That's our friend Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right. There you go. Give him a call. 801-901-8000. We're still in a holding pattern. Gordon's still treading water. You want to do something? You want to do, uh, what, a little, you want to sing a song? I would ask uh, you to tell a joke, but nobody wants to hear that. Well, no one wants to hear me sing a song I, either. I'd go with a song. No. Uh, I, I would like to hear, we talked earlier about your go-to karaoke song. I'd, I'd like to hear what Austin's is, since he's got the uh, performing voice. I think he's talked about this before. Isn't it uh, something from Les Mis? Oh, yeah. I'll go with Stars from Les Mis. Uh, Javert Suicide from Les Mis. Got to go with uh, Where's the Girl from Scarlet Pimpernel. Maybe I'll throw in uh, At This Moment by uh, Billy Vera. Well, give us your best right now. Nah. No. Austin's, Please. and if you didn't know, Austin's kind of doing other things, trying to line up oh, this you know, whole Zoom press conference. We got a Bowler interview to edit. We got a, a Ryan from the Dish Pro spot coming up. We got the jazz in my right ear, Lloyd in my left ear. You guys yucking it up, asking for me to sing and dance. I want to know. What else can I do for you? Hungry? I want to know who was president <laughs> the last time Gordon sang karaoke. Taft. Uh, I don't think I've ever sang karaoke. Ever in your life? No. Oh, Gordon, that's something you gotta. You I got have sound to do. Says otherwise. Whether you're good or not, you have to sing karaoke at some point. It's like I a rite of passage I... kind of thing. What are you shy? Well, I well, I was in the rap game back in the day, but since then I haven't done it. And it's kind of like my friend who used to play professional baseball. We couldn't ever get him to come out and play softball because he he, was, he played at a professional level before, and so he couldn't bring himself to uh, deign to our level. And so that's sort of the way I am with singing. I, I get you knocked know. down when I get up again. It's never going to keep me down. So what you're saying is you've never been invited to a karaoke party. <laughs> I think you're reading it right. It's, okay. All right. Uh, nobody has ever uh, asked me that. But we've, we've done that with some of the station activities through the years. Uh, do you remember, Jake, way back in the beginning, a, uh, a kid was doing Sinatra. 
I can't even remember his name, but were you at that particular uh, gathering? Uh, Nancy or Frank? <laughs> it, was, it was Frank. There was no, uh, these boots are made for no, walking. No, no wasn't that, that, that night. Oh, no, uh, I don't recall. Uh, all right, we're going to try and step aside real quick here. Hopefully we'll have jazz media availability for you coming up next. Stay tuned. The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 Design. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Still holding on for jazz media availability. We're told Joe Ingles is close, however, so we're hoping it will start soon. Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear from Joe because he, he really seemed to be sharp uh, last night, didn't you think? Yeah, yeah. much. It was by far his best scrimmage. I mean, he looked it, – it's remarkable how shooters can – uh, could not be feeling it one night, and then the next night they feel it like they feel like they can just chuck anything up there, and it's going in. I've always found that fascinating, and it's it's not like Joe is just completely hit or miss, but uh, it is uh, it is compelling theater to watch the nights when he really does feel good. Yeah, and you you know Joe's been a little bit up and down this year. Um, got off to a slow start. Definitely more of an upswing when he was in the starting lineup. And I think he's been asked to make some adjustments um, that he has not made before in his career. In fact, hold that thought. Uh, let's go to Orlando where Joe Ingles is addressing the media. Hey, Joe. How are you? Hey, what's up, buddy? Not much. Um, if you're ready, we'll hop into some questions for you today. First one will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? Good. So uh, we we saw the list come out the other day of all the uh, the jersey messages that the various players around the league had chosen. I just made some money because I knew this would be the first question. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you chose you chose Ally for yours. I was just wondering if you could maybe kind of explain how you came upon uh, that particular message, what it means to you, and and what, if anything, it'll mean to you to have, you know, to see your teammates kind of maybe carry out some some uh, movement on the court leading up uh, to the first game? Yeah. Um, that obviously, that's that's what I, I chose. Um, I think for, for me and I think my situations are obviously a little unique being from Australia, um, kind of a completely different country. And um, I actually spoke with a bunch of my teammates about, what for them, um, I guess, would um, help show my support. Um, which which word or which saying um, would, um, I guess, be an impact for them as well. Um, so for them to read it and other players, um, fans watching, whoever's, whoever's going to see it, I guess, um, what would mean something. Um, and that's what a lot of them said. And that was... Um, I had a few written down that I, I, I guess, I had an idea of kind of what I wanted to, to do, and um, I think just the meaning of the kind of uniting together and and having the, I guess, for them, for, from my point of view, them knowing that I've got their back 100% through this, um, whichever whichever direction it's going, I'm going to have their back, and and not just my team, the NBA, the WNBA, anyone that's that's in this. Obviously, there's a, a lot of people fighting for for things right now, and. Um, like I said, being in a 
I guess it's a bit of a unique situation being a, a white Australian um, and not being from this country. You're, you're kind of learning on the fly. I've learned a lot over the last few weeks that um, some I didn't know at all and some that I had a, a bit of an idea about, but um, have kind of been brought up to speed a, a lot more. So um, it's been a, a really uh, educational few weeks for me, I guess, um, spending six years here and um, and really going through it this last kind of three or four weeks or whatever it's been. So um, I know it's probably a way too long an answer to go in the Tribune tomorrow, but um, yeah, it's, it's why I guess me and, and my teammates chose what we did. Next is a question from Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, who I believe is there with you. Yes, he's right here. <laughs> with, with as much downtime as you have here and get away from friends and family, have you, have you settled any kind of, you know, leisure routine, things you found that you enjoy doing? That kills no, I just figured out that my co coffee machine has an automatic start so I can get it to start and turn on before I wake up, which is amazing because it takes a few minutes to heat up. Um, not, not, not really. Um, I speak to my kids a lot. Um, it's obviously something after the last three months of being there every day and, and getting them up and putting it to bed and all of a sudden you're gone. It's, it's different for them. Um, it's obviously a lot of pressure on my wife, who, who's 22 weeks pregnant as well, um, to try to kind of speak to them. And um, obviously it's not going to be the same because I'm not there, but just try and keep them in a, in a routine if I can and, and help as much as I can. Um, I probably need to get a bit of a better routine. I've probably been sitting around a bit too much because you're just not, I mean, it's hot as hell out there. <laughs> um, and then the thunderstorms and starts raining. So um, I've got a few things and we've got some stuff with charities and stuff that we do. So I've got a little bit of kind of work going on. Um, I'm always looking to buy real estate, which is probably dangerous here as well. But um, yeah, just kind of little things. And, and I think yeah, as, a, as a team, it's really cool to be able to hang out as a team, sit with guys at dinner, have coffee, have breakfast in the morning. Um, we're a pretty close team anyway, but after having three months of not seeing him, it was nice to kind of, I'm kind of over him now. But um, yeah, just just little things, nothing nothing too crazy. You peruse real estate listings? Is that, is that what you're applying? Uh, Realestate.com, Australia. I only, yeah, I don't want real estate in America. <laughs> I'm, I'm, when I retire, I'm out of here. So anything in Australia, if anyone knows any good deals in Australia, let me know. We have a question from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Of course I do. Well, of course you do. Um, <laughs> kind of, um, you know, piggy, piggybacking off of Chris's question, what's been, you know, the, the, the easiest thing for you in the bubble so far and what's been the most difficult uh, part of the bubble so far for you? I mean, you know what I'm going to say for the most difficult. Um, my, my family not being here, uh, not being with the kids, not being um, – when I was home, I, I would drop Miller and pick her up every day from school, which is kind of our little thing that we did. Um, and my wife would take Jacob to, to therapy. Um, so missing all of that stuff is is the hardest. And Jacob started potty training. Not that you guys care, but he peed at school this morning, um, which is really cool. Um, so just those things, obviously for me, when, when we're in Utah, I'm either at the facility or the or Vivint or I'm at, at home. So. Um, that, that's that's obviously been the hardest. Um, like I said to, to Chris too, like a, when you're home for so long, I think it was three months or whatever it was, three and a half months, and you haven't left the house, and then all of a sudden you get kind of ripped away. And obviously the twins being four years old, they understand a bit a bit now. And um, yeah, so that's that's definitely been the hardest. The, the easiest um, 
I mean, it's probably, it's not really, I don't like what Stephen Adams said, it's like, it's not really, we are in a resort and we're, it's a nice hotel. I think I, I probably stirred them up a little bit with the food the first few days, which I still would stand by. It was terrible, but it's got a lot better. Um, you can cater, you can order food from places now. It's, it's a lot different to the first kind of 72 hours here. So um, I guess settling in has been, easy in terms of, of that stuff, the food, the, the room, coming to practice, going to practice. Um, the stadium playing in that situation will, will probably never really get um, kind of super n normal to play like that, but it is what it is and you've got to, got to kind of adjust. And I think the, the teams that kind of adjust to those things um, the, the quickest and not, not complain, but just kind of adjust and, and deal with it. I, I think the teams that will, will be successful here. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Joe, can you kind of walk me through what maybe uh, you and the team uh, learned over the three scrimmages, things that you gleaned from those that can be helpful? Uh, it's really quiet in the arena with no fans. Um, it's really weird when they put virtual fans up and you're playing against Joe Harris and Joe Harris is also a virtual fan on the screen. Um, um, I think, I mean, obviously Boyan, the whole Boyan thing's been a talking point for everyone. I think we, 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 we relied on him. I mean, he averaged what, 20 a game for 65 games. So he was a big part of our offense and um, just trying to figure out different ways. Um, I said it before and uh, I think, uh, I think he's shown it that the kind of Mike with the ball, what, what he's been doing has been, has been really good. And um, I think we're, we're going to continue to, to learn obviously in these eight games, you want to win as many as you can, but you also want to be playing the best you can in 16 days' time or whatever it is, 18 days' time. So um, I think we'll keep figuring out little things that, that, that work and don't work. Um, I think we've, we've probably figured some things out. We know defensively what we need to do. Um, we look really good when we push the ball. We've got bigs, obviously, that can run. We're playing a lot of the time with, with four guards. Um, yeah, so just kind of little things. I don't think there's anything major that... Um, uh, I think honestly, the biggest difference is, is playing in an arena like that. It's, it's extremely different to what we've played for our whole careers, all of us. So, um, like I said, I think the teams that can adjust and, and kind of normalize it as much as possible are the, the team that will do well. And we have time for one more question from Gilherm Tadeau, Cafe Belgrado from Brazil. Damn. Hi, Joe. I'm famous in Brazil, aren't I? Oh, we love you here. <laughs> That's such uh, a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, since there's no real home court advantage for the playoffs, what's your main goal in the seeding games? I think kind of what I was saying, just to, to keep to keep getting better and better. Um, I think when you have the three-month break that we had to get back in that rhythm, and, and obviously it's, it's a long time since a lot of us have played a game, and we, we roll out three games. The first game was a 40-minute fever type of game, and then you get kind of two real real games. We obviously didn't play kind of full minutes, um, but we just want to keep getting better and better. Uh, I mean, we're very well aware, and I think a lot of teams will be that, that we're not going to – we're probably not going to – I mean, we might win every game, but there's a chance we lose too. So win or lose, we want to keep getting better, keep getting better, and by day 16, 17, 18, or whatever it is when the, the playoffs start, um, obviously we're in a position that – 
I'm pretty sure we're in the playoffs regardless. I think even if we went 0 and 8, which we're not going to do, but um, you just want to keep getting better and be playing good basketball by that playoffs time. It's um, like I said, it's very, it's different. Um, I don't think anyone would say it's. Um, a similar situation to where they've played before. I've played in FIBA tournaments with um, probably the same or, or a few more fans, but it's, it's a very different arena, the feeling of it and all that. But um, yeah, we just want to keep keep getting better each game. And like I said, by that eighth game and heading into the playoffs, be be playing at a level that we, we are ready to compete and, and get as far as we can. Thanks, Joe. Good to see you. You too. All right, that was Joe Ingles. It's Jazz Media Availability. We're expecting another code, or excuse me, another player coming up here shortly. Uh, these press conferences brought to you by our friends at University of Utah Health, trusted healthcare provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. Joe, uh, Gordon, your thoughts real quick on what we uh, heard from Joe. Just he sounds like Joe. I mean, he, he played like Joe last night. He seems like he's acclimated now. Misses his family. Said that's the worst thing about being there. I totally understand that. I think he's on target with that. But he's he's ready to play, and uh, that's what it sounds like to me. How about you? Absolutely. And actually, the, we've got a couple minutes in between players, so we're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll have more next. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone. Shout out to our friend Aaron who wanted this. I have not heard this song in an awful long time. He likes to do karaoke to the Scooby-Doo theme song. That's amazing and hilarious. Do you know all the words? No. I don't either. I wish I did. It lost me after Scooby-Dooby-Doo, Where Are You? Amazing. Way to go. All right. want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. A clean home is a healthy home. And right now, Zero Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room. Mention Jake from The Zone when you call and get a fourth room for free. Call Zero Res today to schedule your cleaning. Uh, 801-288-9376. We're expected to hear from Mike Conley coming up here momentarily, the Jazz point guard. So uh, we'll uh, keep things afloat here until Mike steps up to the uh, conference call. But, uh, yeah, a lot of confidence, uh, Gordon. My reaction to Joe Ingles. Uh, a lot of confidence coming from him, what you, you'd expect. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, did you see the kind of playful moment with uh, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, and Jordan Clarkson in the in the post-scrimmage last night? I think, you know, Joe is a leader on this team, and he's kind of a glue guy. And, and during a unique situation like this, his role as that glue guy, I think, is really important. Yeah, there's no doubt that he has established himself as exactly that. I mean, he's... He's got a good sense of humor about him. He's got a good wit, and uh, he's he's a good guy to have in the locker room, and he plays that role really well without being obtrusive about it, you know. Who's the who's the glue guy on the zone staff? I think this answer is obvious. What, who, who is it? Oh, so obviously our boy Scotty G. Okay. Whoa, you disagreeing with that? No, I, I thought that was Scotty. a no-brainer. I well, thought when, the, did, when did you start liking Scotty? What are you talking about? I'm kidding. Jeez, I just Scott you, named his kid after Jake Scott. Seriously, <laughs> I was kidding. Wow, I thought that was so obvious. Wow, to be serious there for a second. We, we know it's not PK. No, no, not PK or Lloyd or Lloyd or Hans <laughs> or oh, Gordon not Hans. or Gordon for that matter. No, well, I take offense at that. I, I've always been sort of a, a team guy. You know that. No, I, I think you're a team guy. That's not the, the question here. The glue guy, I think that's a little bit different. What's the difference? 
Uh, the the glue guy is the guy that keeps everybody ro- uh, rowing in the same direction. Team guy means you're you're willing to make sacrifices for your teammates. Ve- Beth, uh, both very important, but I do think different. Well, I think they're kind of the same. They have similar they? qualities. I suppose, but... But you can't have one and not the other, can you? Do you need glue guy but not team guy? Well, I think there can be... Uh, I think everybody on a team can be a team guy. I don't think yeah. everybody on a team can be a glue guy. Well said. Again, okay, so give me the differentiation there one more time. The glue guy keeps everybody rowing in the same direction. A what team guy keeps everybody. What, what does that mean? Uh, because he's the boss. You know, when the when the troubled waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a uniter, somebody that uh, puts out fires and and keeps everybody on the same page. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's easy to be that when you have a group of guys who are all who really- are team guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree, one hundred percent. But the the glue guy is the one who kind of keeps so everybody. So before together. that gets back to Scotty, because of the way you guys reacted to that, I, I, I'm surprised. It's, it's, you couldn't tell I was kidding. No, I th- well, I thought you were very much serious, like <laughs> Scotty glue guy. Jeez. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess that's one way you could think. Oh boy. Okay. I didn't. I didn't mean it's good. See, I, I, I bet like somebody like, uh, let's see here. I bet you Royce O'Neal is a really big team guy, but I don't think that makes him necessarily a glue guy. Huh. I think I think uh, there can be duality there, because I you, you can have guys who are kind of in charge, and I'm not speaking to Scotty here at all because Scotty, everybody loves Scotty. Um. But uh, you can have guys who who are have a certain amount of oomph to leadership, but uh, they they don't necessarily rally everybody. You know what I mean? See, like you, for example, Gordon. I think you're a great team guy, but your ego is way too big for you to be a glue guy. <laughs> oh, thanks. <for> that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump out to the zone phone. Can we pretend I'm kidding, the last of course. Five minutes didn't happen. Yes, can we, we can. Deal. Okay. Well, love you, Scotty. Love All right, you, joining man. us now, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt. He's helping our listeners with their love lives. Andrew, help those listeners out. Yes, we are. We are treating erectile dysfunction, which I'll tell you, it can wreak havoc on a relationship and a man's sense of self-worth. There are a lot of guys out there that really just don't get results with the pill. Um, And it seems like the number grows every time we read an article about this. 20% of men don't get a result, then 40, then 60. Uh, And there's a lot of guys that, you know, they don't know where to turn. The erectile dysfunction is taking a toll on the relationship. That's where we come in with acoustic wave therapy that is shown to open up and regrow blood vessels. So natural function, normal spontaneity, those are the key words of the day. I'm not aware of any other treatment that is not medication, A, and that B, does not have any side effects. Those are two great takeaways when it comes to treating ED. And once you look into the studies being done too, Andrew, I would think this would be a no-brainer. Yeah, there's a lot of studies. The science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com is a great place to start from, you know, showing that it's effective, showing that it lasts. It's not, you know, it's not like you have to do it every month, uh, showing that it's safe, showing that there's no side effects. seems like there's a clinical study for every single one of those. So at this point, we know the science is sound. 
801-901-8000 is the number to call to get on that schedule, and you'll get in and see the doc for free, right? Yes. If you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, guys, you're ready to put a stop to this. Come see the experts. We've probably treated more men with this technology than anybody in the country. We'll do the assessment for free, the exam. We'll even do the blood flow ultrasound. This will be a chance for you to ask your questions. Get diagnosed. Find out why you have erectile dysfunction. And a little special gift just for making the trip produces instant results in the bedroom. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right, back to Orlando we go. Mike Conley is addressing the media. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Good, how you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, we'll hop into some questions for you. We'll start with Dana Green, ABC4. Hey, Mike, um, just curious, does this kind of feel like a season opener? I mean, you've had three weeks to get ready for this. You had such a long layoff, or does it just feel like the continuation of last season? Or is that still that 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 opening night jitters maybe now that we're 48 hours away? Uh, yeah, this it, it really feels like a whole new thing, man. It feels like a whole new season. Um, you know, kind of having those scrimmage games, you know, kind of felt like a preseason atmosphere where – you're kind of getting your minutes together, getting your routine together, um, trying to get ready for the real thing. So uh, I think all of us are really excited about finally getting out there and um, and, and those games uh, really meaning something. Next is Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Mike, you said uh, coming back kind of felt like you knew what to expect now. It wasn't learning a bunch of new stuff under Quinn Snyder. You've played well since you've come back. Does that feel like it's come to fruition? Is this the role you expected? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of things have um, obviously taken a little bit of time, but uh, everything is really comfortable right now. Everything seems uh, easier, uh, understanding the offense, understanding defense, understanding the players, uh, understanding my role. So uh, I think the first three games, the scrimmage games were a good indicator of, of my comfort level uh, uh, as I've grown with the team and uh, excited to you know just continue to grow with it. Next is from uh, Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated. Who's there with you? Like the, um, have you so much leisure time or downtime here? Have you settled in any kind of routine, whether it, you know, whether it's watching the show or doing some activity in your room or something? Have you settled in anything like that? Uh, yeah, I've had. Uh, I've gotten into a little bit of a routine after. Well, with practices being so different from time to time, and, and games being different from time to time. Uh, on my off time, I normally you know get a shower. I go walk to. You know, walk around to the uh, little restaurant, the, the outdoor spot they have here um, over the water. And, and I'll sit there, talk to Ed, talk to, you know, Don, some of the guys, some of the, uh, my teammates. And after that, I call my wife and kids, talk to them for a little bit and go upstairs, watch TV, uh, play video games, just try to, you know, keep my mind busy um, outside of, you know, the bubble and um, the basketball that we're here for. Do you have a preferred show or video game that you yeah. Uh, right now I'm watching Ozark uh, on, Net on Netflix. I had kind of came late to the party on that. So uh, I've been watching that and I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. Next up is Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Mike, since um, home court advantage doesn't matter as much uh, or at all uh, once the playoffs get here, how much are you concerned with playoff positioning and what the matchup is going to be as you're going through these seeding games? Uh, I don't think we're, you know, too concerned about, 
the seating and you know who you're playing. Whoever you play in the West is going to be a tough a tough matchup. It's going to be a tough uh, a tough out either way. Um, with no home court advantage, with no crowd, with no altitude, with none of that stuff at at our advantage, it's, it's just more important that we take you know each opponent, no matter who it is, and 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 try to put the best brand of basketball on the floor. Um, to make us successful because it's, it's not going to matter. You won't have anybody to get you out of your slumps. You won't have anybody to root you on other than your teammates. So um, right now it's more about internally just trying to keep our guys together, keep supporting each other and be ready for whatever challenges may face us and whoever we face. Mike, we have a question from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Mike. Uh, Donovan especially has spoken kind of in recent days about the importance of making sure that, um, you know, the social and racial justice uh, issues don't wind up taking a backseat to basketball once you guys come back. I was just wondering what kind of conversations you guys have had in recent days about how you can keep that, uh, keep that stuff going forward, keep it on people's minds. Well, you know, right now, I think uh, obviously Donovan is, is kind of spearheading a lot of it. But um, as a team, we've, you know, we've vowed to continue to, to be outspoken about it, continue to, to voice our opinions. And um, whether that's through, you know, social media or wearing it on a T-shirt or um, some some kind of symbolism um, or actions that we may be doing. And I think each guy has their own niche and what they want to do and uh, how they want to approach things and, and what they want to give money to or whatever they want to fight for. So um, we're just continuing to encourage each other to, to you know, continue to be loud and continue to, to, to proudly um, um, show, you know, how much we're behind uh, uh, this cause and, and all those people who are affected. We have a question from Tony Jones, The Athletic. Hey, Mike, uh, in terms of um, just – you know, in terms of just fostering gravity and open up driving lanes, how important is it uh, for for Joe to to be uh, aggressive and looking for a shot and and you know taking the open looks when he's come? You know, just just in terms of just making uh, gravity. And, and well, I think Joe knows he's very important to what we want to try to accomplish uh, on both ends of the floor. He's he's irreplaceable defensively, offensively. He's our playmaker and does so much for us. So um, with that being said, he, we need him to shoot. We need him to be aggressive uh, when he has shots. We tell him all the time, you know, don't pass him up, continue to try to keep himself in a rhythm because he's the kind of guy that's so unselfish that, you know, he'll go a whole two or three quarters without taking, you know, one or two shots. So um, with a guy like that, being able to be aggressive and, and look for his opportunities allows the, the space to stay the same, um, allows, you know, driving lanes for Don and myself, Rudy to roll, uh, and for him as well to be able to get into the paint and make plays. Next up is Craig Bowler, Jack, Jazz TV. Thanks, Danny. Hey, Mike, good to see you. Hey, uh, I was curious, um, can you talk about the four-guard lineup and what do you think, uh, how that will impact the eight seeding games into the playoffs? Well, I think the, the four-guard lineup um, – We'll definitely, we need it. I mean, it's, it's the day's game is what, you know, who we got to be. Um, coach has been, you know, really harping on us, you know, pushing the ball, looking for, you know, hunting threes and um, trying to get early in transition opportunities. And, and, and we've kind of had to adjust and, and turn into that as the season's gone on, especially now with Boyan out. So 
um, you know, we, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to definitely um, you know continue to to be comfortable with it because other teams are gonna have to play small um, to try to combat Rudy and different and different lineups we might throw out there. So um, I think we've, we've got a couple couple games on our belt, and uh, hopefully you know we've learned a lot from it, watching film, and continue to to grow in our roles as as we get to go further in this uh, season. Mike, our last question is from Eric Woodyard, ESPN. Hey, what's up, Mike? How you doing? Thank you, Mike. In that in that transition, you know, initially from 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 Memphis to Utah, you know, I know you it was a little tough for you, but as you got time to sit down and reflect throughout the you know quarantine and COVID time, you know, did did you get a chance to really mentally break that down and, and process and to come back as a stronger being? And for you, I know faith and you know belief in a higher spirit is big for you and your family. Was that a part of you as well getting to this point you're at right now oh yeah of course man um i think the quarantine in itself uh was a blessing for me in a different way uh for me to be able to take a, a seat back and, and kind of evaluate the season evaluate myself because uh, as, as you know i got put everything on me you know I, I don't you know blame the situation or the move or uh you know just new opportunity whatever it's you know i gotta be better and um, being able to look back at that and 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 pinpoint where I can be where I can be effective, where I can change my game to to fit the offense, to fit Don, to fit Joe, to fit Rudy, um, and have a clear picture. You know, right now I'm just just super clear uh, on what I need to do and who I need to be for this team. So, uh, obviously having faith and and I've been in the whole process and faith that that this time would come and that you know I'd come around was was always there. Mike, appreciate your time. Good to see you. All right, All right, there you go. You. That's uh, Mike Conley, his jazz media availability after practice today. And those are brought to you by our friends at uh, University of Utah Health. So uh, check that out as they take care of the jazz just like they take care of you. All right, we'll have a late Not Sports Board coming up next. And maybe we'll combine what's going on and uh, sounds of various clips today at uh, 530. So stay tuned for that. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.